everybody. It's me, Meg. Uh, welcome to Ministry Mondays with Meg. I'm Meg. Um, and after a little bit of a break, we're back um, and glad to be back. This morning, um, I have the, the pleasure of introducing my new friend, uh, Reverend Evan Duncan, who is pastor of the Baptist Church at Westchester um, here in, in Pennsylvania. Um, Pastor Evan, thank you so much for, for joining me this morning. Thank you so much, Meg. Uh, it's an honor. This is fun. Yeah. Um, and so just so everybody knows, I have, I have the pleasure of, of working, um, with Evan's wife, Brittany. And, um, so when I learned all about Evan being a pastor and where he was at and all that stuff, um, for a while I had trouble remembering his name for some reason. And so um, I just started referring to him as Mr. Brittany and Brittany didn't seem to mind. So since I know a little bit about you, but for, for those who um, are watching, um, why don't you just, you know, kind of tell people who you are, um, tell everybody whatever you want as far as who you are, what you do, you know, a little bit about you. Uh, sure. Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, a pastor here at the Baptist Church of Westchester. I've been here uh, since July, uh, back here in Pennsylvania. Uh, married to Brittany, who who works there at the American Baptist Home Mission Society. We have a four-year-old uh, daughter named Junia, and then we have twin one-year-olds, Avit and Lindy, and that is a whole adventure in itself, uh, twin one-year-olds. Um, and since we thought that having twin one-year-olds wasn't hard enough, we decided this summer to move across the country. Uh, so I'm originally from Western Pennsylvania, grew up in a, in a really small ABC church there. Um, my mom was a single mom. And so that church just like is incredible and loved me and was the village that helped raise me. And, and so early on, um, the church has been vital uh, for me and what, what it can be. Um, and, and when it's at its best. And, and I saw that at a young age. Um, no, my mom married my stepdad who uh, is in, was in the army. Um, and so we moved around all over the world then after that, um, including uh, in high school. I spent all of high school in Germany. And, and then it was time to go to college and didn't really know what to do and where to go. I had a friend from Texas who said, hey, I'm going to this school in Texas. You should consider it. I applied she ended up going somewhere else, but I still went to that school in Texas, like sight unseen, moved to Texas, hadn't even seen the school until moving day. Um, and we've been in Texas the last last 14 years. Uh, so I met my wife there at school. We, we started serving in a local church in uh, uh, with the youth group. They There was a, a minister there that we met who was like, hey, our church has nothing for you. Uh, it's pretty awful, but I need help anybody interested? And uh, Brittany and I were the two people who said yes to that um, wonderful marketing scheme that he had there. And so we showed up and started serving. Um, and that church just kind of surrounded us and, and loved us and gave us a place to exercise gifts and explore calling. Um, and so uh, through college, then went to, to seminary at Baylor there in Texas and, and was working with churches, did some work with the United Methodists as well in communications and then started some college stuff and then some teaching. Um, and eventually um, after I finished seminary ordained uh, at my home church back in Western PA 
and then took on our college ministry, developed that and became a, a teaching pastor where I was preaching every week and in leadership there um, at our church there in Texas. Um, but we but we were sensing it was it was that God was calling us somewhere else, back to the Northeast, back to a, a place um, that we could maybe be more ourselves where we were becoming, who we, who we were becoming. And so we found this opportunity at the Baptist Church of Westchester and fell in love with this little, beautiful, interesting congregation right in the heart of Westchester, PA. Um, and that's where we're at now. And it's been a blast. We, we knew Brittany would have more opportunities up here, too. We did not expect that while driving from Texas to Pennsylvania, uh, she would start interviewing with ABHMS and that would just happen. And it's been so beautiful to watch her flourish. Uh, and, and we're just really grateful to be here. I love how it just all came together, you know, where you go, okay, all right, God, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention now because here yeah. I am literally driving in a car um, going, all right, so I'll interview <laughs> Wow. Wow. While we're traveling. How did you get three? Wait a second. How did you get three kids to be quiet? Well, yeah, was... we didn't. Okay. So, yeah. We had okay. two in one car, one in the other with our Husky, which is like also a choice that we made uh, in a trailer. It was a nightmare, um, but we made it work. We took shifts, lots of Sesame Street on the radio and uh, we did okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I've having done those cross country moves with, children that are not that young um and two cats you, you know it's it's a it is it's a nightmare is putting it, is it's putting it lightly we made it. wow we made it. um you learned about you know endurance or something like that i don't know oh my gosh you're, you're like oh okay paul um i i hear you apostle paul but you know it, you haven't moved across the country mm -hmm. with, with children and animals you know kind of thing oh my gosh um well, God bless you and that your marriage is because <laughs> that was like, that, right? oh, yeah, really. I think if you can survive that, you can survive about any, anything. So then at least at least Pennsylvania wasn't like brand new to right. you. You know, you're sort of sort of knew what you were getting into, although I'm sure it's probably changed a lot since. Yeah, it's different, you know, and when, when you're a kid you have experiences and come back to visit all our family is around here. And a lot of Brittany's families up here in the Northeast too. And so we've been up here a lot, um, but it's different when you're living and being and being a, an adult and navigating all these new things that, that you weren't as aware of when you were a kid. Um, and certainly things have changed. Um, but the culture, uh, it's just, I, I love the, the culture. I love the opportunity of what it, of what it means to to do church in a place that's maybe a little more post-church than certainly Texas was, um, that kind of post-Christian um, atmosphere, which is what Europe was um, while I was there, you know, so I love doing that kind of work. I love the questioners, the ex-churched, over-churched, under-churched folks are my people, and it, and it feels really good to be able to do ministry here in the midst of all of that. So how have you, like, tried to, like, I mean, I realize you're still really new yes. but like, so how how have you kind of like what have you done to kind of settle into the area i mean mm -hmm. to go hey i'm the new pastor or hey i'm just evan or how how do you how do you how do you approach this as especially I'm making this it up as i go yeah i don't know we're you know 
I just try to show up and uh, the church is so incredible and healthy. This church, um, their pastor stepped away at the end of 2019. And so they navigated the pandemic. They navigated this pastoral transition, um, some own discernment process stuff. They were doing all of that as a congregation with um, an associate pastor in place and um, interims and, and other pastoral help, but without senior leadership. And it, and it speaks to, to who they are. And so they're already doing incredible things, feeding ministries and engagement with the community. So for me, it was just like, let me just show up and join in with what's already happening, uh, with what these people are doing that's so incredible, and, and just start to get to know them and go to people's houses. And, and that, that's really all you can do. And, and I think that that, that goes a long way, uh, showing up. Makes, it makes a big difference. And so I'm just trying to be faithful to that. I think it's great that, you know, that a lot of times when you go into these churches, having done it myself, you know, self, having done it myself, but there's, it feels like there's so much to be done before you can even get to that point. So you've, you've walked in and you're just like, okay, I can just show up and get to know my people and and be, you know, uh, and kind of have have a space where you can just make it up as, as you go along, um, and and not because it's a it's out of desperation, you know. Here we are. Oh my gosh, we're going to close. You know, let's throw everything against the wall and see what sticks. It's it's really just a place to okay. I can we can be us and we can be me and and I can figure these people out and and get to know them so that's that's phenomenal yeah I feel I feel I just feel really lucky um and I'm sure that I'm disappointing lots of people in lots of ways but uh I yeah it's just that it's such a wonderful community that I mean pastoring is hard we all know that I mean anyone who has ever done it you know and what is it that that somebody wiser than I say, you know, you, you can't be all things to all people or you're, you know, nothing to know, right. you know, um, I think a lot of that just learning to be and engaging with your people is, is vital and, and to have the space and, and to feel like you're not in panic mode um, is great. So, you know, I, I say enjoy it and don't, why, why do we worry? We worry so much about disappointing others. And really, I think it's just ourselves because, you know, we're, all, we're, we're, we're terrible on ourselves. Um, we don't give ourselves enough credit. So that's my, that's my soapbox. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just, just having done it too. Uh, grace, grace is a great word. Um, mm -hmm. Grace for others, grace for ourselves. Um so as you have three little kids, ministry, all this stuff, like how do you find time to, or how do you find time or what do you do to like center yourself or break, rest, you know, yeah. those kind of things. What does that look like? Yeah, it's hard. And there's no question that it's hard. And, and I would start off to say, you know, Brittany and I are, in the privileged position of being, you know, together. And, and, and so 
and both having some support networks and things that a lot of people that don't, and we have to be honest about that. Um, but for, for us, we found, and it really happened most clearly during the beginning of the pandemic and we're both trying to work from home and we've got a two-year-old at the time and we're trying to do zoom meetings and trying to lead a church and it's just a mess. Um, you know, how it just was, it was terrible. Everybody knows that just so difficult and stressful. Uh, and, and it became clear for me that the only way that I was going to make it was in my spiritual formations and rhythms and practices and habits and cultivating those things um, because those were the things that were sustaining and allowed me to find rest and freedom from um, being able to let go of some of my like self-manufactured anxiety that maybe I was putting on myself or, or just a sense like, Hey, it, like I don't have to be in control of everything or it's okay. If my two-year-old busts into the zoom call with a sombrero and her underpants, like that's like that. I know, Nobody died. It's fine. And so um, we started really looking at spiritual practices. And I'd spent a long time studying like Sabbath and rest and teaching about Sabbath and rest. And it was in those days, we'd already been experimenting with it, but it was in those days where it became a vital practice for us as a couple, as a family, as a community, um, really in leading people to, to say like, what if we really set aside 24 hours where like we disconnect we don't do work. And really, there's different people who have different framework. I love how Pete Scazzaro does it in Emotionally Healthy uh, Discipleship. He talks about like, like stopping, resting, contemplating, and delighting. And so we use that as our framework for how are we going to spend our time. And, and that's been really helpful because what it forced us to do was to ask each other those questions. Like, what, what do you need to stop from? What do you need? What does rest look like for you? What could we reflect on? What does it look like to contemplate and spend time with God? What, what would bring us joy and delight? That's the, the favorite one to ask, right? And so we started having those questions and it was almost like, I have a friend described it like this, like he played The Sims a lot. I never played The Sims, but like it would like have like your need meters or something. Like it would tell you what your person, your spouse or something would need. And it was almost like, like by having these conversations and intentionally setting aside time for these things, we could ask each other these questions that maybe would have normally felt unnatural for some reason or something. I don't know. We, in, in relationships, we have a hard time expressing that. So we able to say like, what would joy look like for you this week? What, what do you need to stop from this weekend? So we started doing that and it was like transformative. Now we still have small kids. And so sometimes it's like, I need a break from the kids. Okay. Well, well we can't take 24 hours away from parenting, but maybe we can do shifts uh, where you'd get a couple hours away to go read outside or something and and we can do these things together and we're not perfect at it and sometimes we get frustrated about how we're not sabbathing well enough and it becomes legalism and we realize we've just made ourselves angry um, and now we're worried more about sabbath than resting and communing with god but but these kinds of rhythms right remind us that it, it's not up to us and we're not we don't have to have everything figured out all the time and um, i love how one writer says it when uh, they say Sabbath is this illustration of, of grace where you do nothing, but God loves you. And we need that reminder, right? That, that God's love for us is not something that we produce or achieve, or we get to because we had a really good week and we got everything done. Right. I love that. And so that's become part of our rhythms and we're terrible at it now with three kids. Like it doesn't go well many weeks a month and we get frustrated and it blows up. 
and we're still figuring out how to do it in community, right? How do we do it? Not just insular as a family, but as a church, like, what does it look like to do that? Well, as a family, as, as a body of believers, I think it's vital. And I think it's been, what's most interesting is people ask me about this all the time because like our culture doesn't get it. And as a pastor to be able to like say, Hey, no, like I'm not going to check my emails on for Fridays. And I like, if, if something is an emergency, you know how to get a hold of me, but like, we don't have to be slaves to stuff and to demands and we can rest and we can focus on God and not get everything done, but be, and I think that that modeling that for a congregation like can be so transformative. And so that's really my, my hope is that we can maybe model it. That's what we're trying to do, but it's a mess that, you know, there's no way that it's, it, it works all the time or that we get it right all the time, but, but we try. But it's beautiful. I, Oh my gosh. I mean, I think if I would have, if I, if I could have embraced something like that, earlier in my ministry, how that would have, how that would have changed things, um, how I would have approached things differently. I mean, like how you give yourself permission to go, I'm not going to check my emails on Friday. And I mean it, you know, uh, if there is an emergency and I'm not saying, you know, the door is locked or, you know, if, if there, if there is an emergency, you know how to get a hold of me, but otherwise, I am not available. Um, the, those boundaries that were terrible at, at, at making. Um, what you said about Sabbath and grace. Can you say that again? About uh, Sabbath is, and I think this is Rich Fiotis, but I could be wrong. Uh, Sabbath is an illustration of grace. Uh, we do nothing and God loves us. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you've preached that like. Sure. Times like, yeah. because I mean, that's, that's just God, you know, that. Um, and all the permission giving that comes with that and, oh, wow. And, and just how liberating that feels. And I love that you said, um, you ask, you know, like, what does that look like for you today? You know, like joy to me today might be yeah. getting to do this, but what does joy look like for me tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Maybe something completely different and and how very different life could be if if you really could just go what is this in this moment in this place what sabbath what does what does this what is it that you and think about the sims because i have played the sims <laughs> and and um although it might think about the little meters and and wow what if we really knew what people needed mm -hmm. um could we handle it? I mean, that's, I, I don't know. So, so often we use that, we use that, but I didn't know, you know, right. But, but what if we did? Cause then you, then that requires action. Right. Right. And that's, and that's like, as I'm exploring and thinking about Sabbath, I've been kind of convicted lately thinking about what does it mean as a community? Because that's the question for the single mom, like, okay, what is the church's responsibility then to ask that single mom that question? What does rest and joy look like for you? And then what is the church's responsibility to help her get those things, right? Like, yeah. like that is a level of community and caring for one another 
that I think looks like the kingdom of God, but also feels so different than often maybe how we think about the way church is expressed. Yeah. Um, I think that's one of the most um, important parts, at least of the beginning of your story is about your mom where you, you know, I was raised by a single mom, you know, and, and there's the church, you know, there's the, not, not the church going, Oh, you're a single mom, you know, Oh, let's be all the, you know, but if, and, and we talk about loving and we talk about all of these things, but what if we could really go, what does that look like for you? How can we, how can we support you and and mean it and and do it and oh man, you should write a book someday. I'll work I on it. This. I mean, I'm serious. You know, in your spare time, not that you don't have um, plenty of other things to do, but um, I mean, yeah, I could, I I could see how that really. Yeah, that is. You're right. It's absolutely the kingdom of God. Here it is. Here it is. This is the kingdom of God. And sometimes it looks like a mustard seed and sometimes it looks like giving parents a break. Um, yeah. And um, sometimes it looks like sitting with an old person in the, in the nursing home and, and, and um, yeah. Wow. I love this. I love this. Um, I, now, now I, I see why they, I see why they like you and um, while they, while the, while they keep, I think keep you. So um, I, this is what the first week of November we've got Advent coming. I mean, yeah. so she oh, was, um, this will be our Advent. We're back from ish COVID all that new past. Yeah. I mean, have you even thought about like how you're approaching? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm, full disclosure, very into Advent. Like, you know, I grew up in the years of like, you know, emo rock, like I'm a sad boy in my heart. So like oh. the like waiting with expectation um, in the darkness is my vibe, right? Sometimes yep. like a little too much. Yep. Um, like, hey, let's, let's be happier. So, um, you know, approaching it this year, I don't think of it that differently because to me, Advent, when things are difficult and when things are new and when things are unstable, like that's, that's when, you know, Mary's song bursts forth, right. Of good news for the poor. And, 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 and that's like, that's exactly what we're in. And so um, certainly like as a new pastor, it's intimidating to be like, okay, how do I enter into a church that's been here since 1834 <laughs> with rhythms and stuff like that, that, but then also has had two years of not their rhythms. Mm -hmm. um, I don't enter into that well. Uh, so that's maybe the part that, that I'm trying to navigate of how do I bring the text and the good news and like my personality and all of that into this new community. I mean, that's kind of always the challenge the first years of a pastorate. Um, so I'm trying to navigate that, but I, I don't think about it that differently just because I think, I think Advent is this beautiful, just light that breaks in, in, in the mess. Um, I love like Leonard Cohen and I think there's that, that song Anthem, so there's a crack in everything and that's how the light gets in, which is like my favorite Advent hymn. I'm sure no one else would call it that. It's an Advent hymn. And, and, and that's really like, I think we see there's cracks everywhere, but like perfect, like 
in the wilderness, a voice, you know, there's this breaking in of light. So what we're doing for Advent this year, um, I'm excited. Um, we're, we're doing the exciting thing where we're looking at the genealogy of Jesus. <laughs> but uh, uh, we're doing this series to look at the women in the genealogy um, and to highlight those stories and, and see what God is doing there with these uh, interesting women who, in that cultural context, you would not expect to find in a genealogy of a, a king that is surprising. So, so what is God doing there? We're going to highlight those things. Um, and, and my youth director is going to preach for the first time. And I'm very excited about uh, that because I really believe in, in shared leadership, shared preaching, in diversity of voices and elevating people uh, to use their gifts. And so she's taking one of those. And I'm very excited about that for our church, uh, for her to be able to use her voice um, in that way. So that's kind of our thing about Advent right now. Um, but... Do you guys yeah. do the you guys do the both um, the in person and online? So you know, yeah. let's say we've got one of our viewers who's like, "Well, I'm down for this. I'd love to, I'd love yeah. to do this." But I'm not in Pennsylvania. Are you? Do yeah. You do so we we stream to YouTube, um, and you can just find all our stuff on our website bcwc.org. Um, yeah. And we're working on that. Uh, I I think that um, you've got great things in store. Um, I, I really do. I love, I love the, the, the model, the leadership. I, I just love it all. Um, I think that's a great approach to everything. And you know, the, okay. So things are, are definitely have changed over the last three, you know, years. Um, but maybe that this is the best time to, to have somebody new is, after all of that yeah. has 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 come about and and here we are now with um with expectations of of great joy and um and all that is to and all all that is to come and i um and i wish you well um and, and i and and i can't wait to 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 hear and um maybe myself sneak in and come on yeah. Um, I mean, I don't live that far away. No. So, um, yeah, um, it, it, it's hard to do when you, when you've not been a pastor for a while, but I that's, it. that, that's another story in and of itself. Um, so well, all, yeah. all the pastoring critique that you have when you come to a place, you can just feed it to me. I love that stuff. Yeah, so no, no, I'm, no I, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, this is terrible. Yeah. I love that. Give it no, to no, no. <laughs> um, and you know what, honestly, it's, it's never terrible. I mean, this is what we do when we when we choose a church, when we become part of the body of Christ, is just to choose which giant mess we're going to become a, right. a part of, you know, um, because whether it was now or, or, or our pre-show conversation, you know, life is messy, and mm -hmm. um, but it's also beautiful, and so we embrace the mess and and the beauty, the beauty and the brokenness, and 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 all of that. And, um, that I, I, I feel like in, in, in the space that, um, that you ha have, um, to do your ministry, you know, that, that really everyone and, and mean everyone, um, would feel welcome there. So, um, that's the, that's the whole. um, yeah, I, I think it's beautiful. Um, There's a great, uh, Rachel held, held Evans' line, and she was like, "Here's the church. It's full of all these messed up, mixed up people. Have some wine." 
I just love that. Exactly. Exactly. I love Rachel Held Evans. Oh yeah. And one of the, one of the great voices that, that we miss now. Um, but, um, still had, still has, you know, even after her death, um, words to speak into to life now. Um, so anything else about you should, we should know. I don't know. I don't think so. No. Um, okay. So then, um, I'm sure I'll think of something one of these days and go, Hmm, let's have a reason to have Mr. Brittany back on my show. Yes. Um, Recurring segment with Mr. Yeah. Brittany. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that someday. Um, so then you get the joy question. That question that I ask everyone in the midst of everything, um, all the messes and the kids and the, what brings you joy? Yeah. So Sabbath is part of it. Um, and it's that question, right? What, what would it look like to delight? And and like you said, it's different all the time. Um, different at different moments. Uh, a couple of years, like I'm very lucky that like right before um, the pandemic, I started going to therapy to like, it's like I want to care for other people's souls. I'm going to take care of my soul. And I'm glad that I did it right before the pandemic because then it was like impossible to get an appointment. Um, and, and my therapist was like, what, what do you hope to get out of this? You know? And I was like, gosh, I don't know. And as we continue to kind of mine that, I just like, was like, you know, I just like, I just hope I'm a good dad. And so when I think like what brings me joy is when I'm able to be healthy enough and to live in the practices enough and give myself enough grace to be present, uh, with whoever but especially with my kids and my wife, like it's, it's hard. Like it just is hard and it's exhausting and it takes energy and I'm introverted and I would much rather disconnect than numb, right? Like we all would. Um, and Lamont says, I think this is how we're supposed to be in the world, present and in awe. And so so for me, when I've, what brings me joy right now is when I, I feel like I'm in a place where I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've been able to allow myself to be present. And when I'm present, to be in awe of the beauty that's everywhere, uh, even though it's messy and fusses and cries at me, right? And and is falling off the couch and bonking its head, right? That's part <laughs> yeah. of life. And yet, that's that's to me is, is where the joy is happening right now. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. Uh, so folks, if you are in the area, go check out, uh, Pastor Evan Duncan, who's at the Baptist Church, um, at Westchester, Pennsylvania. Um, you can also follow him on social media, um, at Evan Duncan on Twitter and the Instagrams. Um, and I am, um, just grateful for you, your ministry, um, and the time that that you've shared with everyone today, and um, look forward to to hearing more about the great things that you guys are are doing in the future. So, um, awesome. thank you, thank Mate, you, so thank much. you so much. This is such a cool thing, and yeah. it's great to be here and uh, get to know you more and, and share in this. Thanks for inviting me. This is really fun. Um, thanks everybody for watching. We'll be back again next Monday at 11. Um, check us out here. You can 
watch this. This will go up on YouTube and all this stuff. So, you know, if you just want to watch us on repeat, whatever, you know, we're there. Um, so we thank everybody uh, for joining us and for ABHMS for letting me get on the internet and, and just have conversations with, with real life people um, who are doing the, the good work. So thank everybody for watching. And, and again, thank you, Evan, for being a part of this. Yeah, thank you.